Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all the jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, the final Fantastic Beasts film. It's the last one. No more. Is no it? more after this. Is it? No. <laughs> there's two more. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. So the, the question really is, does this film fix the franchise? No, it about- doesn't. It okay, doesn't. okay. <laughs> We talked about uh, the last two films, so, you know, if you want to hear our thoughts about them, you can watch them, or just, basically, the first one's pretty good, the second one is atrocious. It's, it's bad, it's bad, man. Spoilers ahead for this one, but I agree, this does not fix the the franchise. I'm putting into words how much I just, I just sat there, just, like, watching it, as I just, it, it's like the pain was just, like, going across my body, the heart, the brain, the eyes, the eyes were just like still like fixating. You know, like that scene, you know, like Clockwork Orange. I don't know, like yes, they, yes, they, it yeah, is. they put and like they have the eyes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty accurate. I mean, straight off the bat, if the first film was like a beige film and the second film was grey, this film is just black. It looks it, horrific. It's it, just sludge. It's like CGI sludge and it really has no visual flair. And it was like so distracting. I really hoped that this film would look good. Yeah. I, I've said this before about this franchise, but David Yates, we got to give him a break. He's a tired man. He's directed <laughs> seven of these and they're beginning to look just like absolute trash. I don't, I don't know who the DP is, but put more effort in, please. Like, I did not like how this film looked at all. No. It, it was just so horrifying to look at. This is just a disaster. Nothing was interesting to me. Nothing visually interesting. Should we just go from the start then? Should we just yeah. go from why, the why? Most weirdest bit ever? Dumbledore was just chilling in this cafe. And then he meets Gundervold and, and he's like, ah, you got the blood packed. And he's like, yeah, I do. And, and that's it. That's the whole thing. It's so confusing. Where are they? This cafe yeah. sets on fire at the end. At the very end of the film, Dumbledore and Grunewald duel in this kind of mind palace place. So is it like the mirror dimension in Doctor Strange? Is it like a reflection of our world, but made with the blood pack? Like, what is it? It doesn't make any sense. They they, they don't take the time to explain this. So I talked about in in the last film, I think the, the, the best part of the last film is Dumbledore, just as a character. And I think that this film in this opening scene, it does carry the best of the last film. I really like this scene, seeing these two lovers. First of all, the fact that they address the love that these characters have for each other and they didn't hold back. Like, I'm not expecting them to start kissing because they're not in love anymore. (laughs) It's a complex relationship. But the fact they addressed that was great. And the way that these characters came back together after so long, it was a really intriguing way to start the film. And I think that Mads Mikkelsen owned it as Grindelwald. I don't think his writing was always the best, but I think he was really good in the role. Like when he sits down and he starts telling Dumbledore about the stench, the smell of muggles, and you see this hatred in him. And I thought that was just so well done. And I really did appreciate that stuff. I agree. The opening sequence, you know, like, as you said last week, I don't know, the week before about that scene in Heat, you know, where we did Nero meets Al Pacino. It kind of gave that vibe, but it wasn't really, you know, that dynamic between them. But it did give like a sense of, you know, their relationship, you know, what they've been through. And I thought they greatly established that. I think they they only meet 
twice in the film. Why yeah. Why aren't they, like, these guys are essentially the main two powers of this war. They are ex-lovers and their relationship is so complex and there's so much to say. And they just, they only meet twice in the film. It's a real missed opportunity because we spend the rest of the film doing some really stupid stuff. This yeah. film, I could cut out 40 minutes of this film and it would make no difference. Like there's this whole sequence with crabs where <sighs> Newt has to save Theseus from like these crabs and he has to do this whole mating dance thing. And it's very clear they're just trying to replicate what they did in the first film, but it has no plot relevance. It has no character relevance and <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it could be cut out <laughs> without anything. And it's so jarring. It's so tonally inconsistent. It, Ah! <laughs> um, yeah, oh, it killed me, man. Uh, it, it, can I just point out, you know, the sequel, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and then we got The Secrets of Dumbledore. These films don't focus on the things as much. They just don't, like, okay, Crimes of Grindelwald, it doesn't focus a lot on Grindelwald. Mm. Secrets of Dumbledore, there aren't any, there's no big <laughs> secrets about Dumbledore as a character. <laughs> I mean, Jude Law played so well as Dumbledore, and I, yes. I loved him as a character. But what the heck was the title? It says <laughs> The Secrets of Dumbledore. What were the secrets? Was he his brother? Oh, yeah, his brother. I don't know. I just don't want to go on to it about it. It's very interesting. You're, you're so right. In this film, the only secret Dumbledore has, at least to the audience, is that Aberforth has a son who is Credence. It's not a very good secret. No, well, it's not a good plot twist at all. I was just sat there. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, after four years of waiting, that's what they give us. It wasn't very good. And the funny thing is, is that if you think about it, this film should have been called Crimes of Grindelwald. And the second film should be called The Secrets of Dumbledore. And here's why. Because in The Crimes of Grindelwald, Dumbledore the whole time isn't moving. And the whole time, every scene with Dumbledore, people are like, hey, why aren't you fighting Grindelwald? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you that. It's a secret. And at the end of the film, you find out that he can't move against Grindelwald because of the blood pact. That is Dumbledore's big secrets. And in this film, Secrets of Dumbledore, Grindelwald commits so many crimes and he not does, only yeah. is he completely exonerated for those crimes but he proceeds to commit more cr crimes by trying to make himself like the head of the wizarding why is this film this film should it's be called so crimes confusing. Of just, oh oh <laughs> and um ah! I, I was in pain okay and then can we just move on to the scene where i just don't know why they have to involve a, a beast into this whole thing oh it, it's God. just so jarring the chilling, bing chilling. I'm sorry, I have to say that meme. It, I, I, throughout the film, you know, like they say chilling, and there's yeah. a meme of John Cena saying bing chilling somewhere <laughs> in this thing. And every time they say it, I just laugh out. I'm just like <laughs> chilling, uh, bing chilling. I'm sorry. Um, They're getting down with the kids. Up. They gotta, they gotta keep it fresh. They gotta keep it hip. Oh my god! Who in their right mind thought, hey, let's name this beast a chilling? <laughs> The chilling represents this huge problem. The whole time they're like, we've made this huge problem that the series is called Fantastic Beasts. How do we incorporate beasts in? And they do it in the most jarring way possible. The whole narrative cruxes around this, these, this one chilling that they have, or I guess these two chilling. <laughs> hold it together, John, hold it together. This, this chilling that they, they have to use because Grindelwald wants to be the head of, of, of magical society. And in order to do so, these beasts will bow to you to prove to people that they are worthy, that they are like, have a good soul. I think this is so lame. 
like we have the opportunity here to do what is essentially wizard Hitler. We can do fascism like and represent it in such an intriguing way. You can do what the Star Wars prequels do, show yeah. which showed Palpatine we easing his way into power, slowly getting more and more of it until he has the power and the influence to just spread these lies and create this dark empire. We have that exact opportunity here and they don't do that. Grindelwald is in power for like two seconds and then he's gone. Like it would have been the coolest sequel setup. It just goes nowhere it's just going i don't know how they're going to set up the two other films like why would you finish this on a most underwhelming note and just like hey grindelwald's no more uh, no longer the head of wizardry yay and they're like no wait but that could have been a really good sequel you know how they're gonna explore that but no they're just like hey they're chilling hey everyone do you remember the chilling yeah, you like you know the, the, cla- you know the classic beast, everyone's favorite character, ah, the chilling. chilling you, you got my knee slapping. <laughs> it honestly, why like these last two films have literally moved nothing forward. We are at the same point we were at the end of the. The only difference is that Grimmauld isn't in captivity, but. Crimes of Grindelwald and Secrets of Dumbledore have done nothing for the overarching narrative. We are exactly this, where we were at the end of Where to Find Them. It's stupid. Oh my god. I'm going to talk about one frustrating thing. So, Newt finds the chillin and then somehow I don't know, Credence well, I forgot that Credence was in this film and he's played by Ezra Miller. Yeah, not a yeah, great time for yeah. Ezra Miller at the moment. Yeah, and somehow Credence finds Newt and the chillin and just kills it and there's this chase sequence and then somehow the case can walk. The case is a crab. Everything is a crab, I guess. I, I hate this now, the crab. And the weirdest bit was they just take the chillin' and then the mother has twins. Yeah. Yay. Twins, oh, God. That's the most lazy writing. And then we get the tarot card. After, like, this beast he turns into, like, this hot air balloon and then just <laughs> flies. Oh, God, sure. I had, like... Sure, I, why I not? wanted to die. I just did not want to watch this film anymore. After I just saw that beast just like flying away, somehow <laughs> carrying news. And then I just uh, went, why, why, why would you set up for the title card? I have to say all three films do know how to drop their title cards. Like, despite you're completely right, it was a stupid scene. But despite that, when the, the title <laughs> came up and the, the main theme played, I have, I have to say the music is still great. Like... Like, I agree. I agree. It, it's so yeah. cool. But this film, like, and all, I have nothing but good things to say about the, the music in the other two films. But this film, the music's still great, but it leans so heavily on nostalgia. I didn't really recognize any new compositions. And it was disappointing. The amount of times that they play the Harry Potter music, I wanted to bang my head on a wall. <laughs> oh, this yeah. This film jams nostalgia down your throat. It's not cute like it was in, in Crimes of Grindelwald. It's just, it's horrendous. I thought I was getting paranoid. I was like, am I keep hearing the Harry Potter theme over and over again? When the room of requirement and I keep hearing, I was like, there it is again. I keep hearing it. Where is it coming from? And then, yeah. Oh my God. I, I thought I was trapped in hell. I was like, I watched it. I was like, <laughs> what, what am I doing? What? Yeah. They, yeah. they really love, not only do they love giving us things that we already know, but they break canon as well. You know, like in the books, Dumbledore doesn't know about the Room of Requirement. So this like completely breaks that canon. What? Oh, yeah, not to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention the fact that 
McGonagall is teaching at Hogwarts in the twenties, and in the in Order of the Phoenix, she literally says that she didn't teach start teaching until the fifties. So just nothing matters anymore. None of it oh does. Oh my god! Don't worry, John. This is only fan fiction. Oh my god! This isn't real. I... It's oh not real. God. None of it. My brain just went blank after the Tarot God. I think what even happened after that? The, the whole kind of thing is oh they yeah, to, they have to assemble the team. <laughs> Everyone's favorite characters. We're bringing Newt back. We're bringing Jacob back. We got okay. Theseus oh my God. and um, new character Lally, who is not a character. And of course, everyone's favorite, Bunty. I know you love Bunty, John. Bunty, oh my God! Ah! This, this whole bit where Jacob goes back to the bakery. Jacob goes a lot through in this film. I just feel like, wow, I feel like Jacob. I'm just watching this and just feeling the pain. Just, you yeah. know. We are Jacob getting tortured. <laughs> In front of everyone, in front of all the the characters. And then Lally just meets Jacob and Jacob has like a nervous, I don't know if it's a nervous breakdown. I couldn't, I could not remember what happened. He's like, I'm the pan. I am this pan. And then she can stop laughing. You know, like he has this pan at the bakery and then just like he compares himself to this pan. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, oh yes, yeah. I remember. I said this when we talked about the other films, but this franchise has a huge problem of bringing back characters for no good reason. Like, the fact that we're following Newt and Jacob and Queenie at all past the first one is just pretty stupid in all honesty. And I think in this film, Jacob is, they set this whole thing up where Queenie leaves and she joins Grindelwald. And at the beginning of this film, I, I want to point out that somebody mentions that it's been less than a year. It's been just over a year. Less? Since, no, just over a year since oh. the first film. So, oh, yeah. oh. so oh. these three films- really? Yeah, these three films take place in, like, a two-year span. So we haven't even progressed that far. But, you know, Queenie's already like, oh, I made a bad decision. She barely shows any reluctance. To, yeah. There's a couple of scenes where I, she, you know, doesn't oh speak to Jacob. And then immediately she's like, oh, I want to come back. And we don't get to see that transition. Queenie and Jacob are there just because they are there. That was the one frustrating bit I was, uh, I was about to say about, like, Queenie. There's no motivation or reluctance to join... Grindelwald she's just there to like to tell what characters are saying there's one bit like Queenie as a character is like spoon feeding the audience like oh you hate Dumbledore like literally talking to Credence about like mind reading and then just like oh you hate him very much and he left you and then they know that and I'm just like what and then no reluctance and then we just go and see Queenie just reunites with Jacob yay they get married at the end why in like, a bakery they have only just reunited and we get this final scene where everybody you know is together and they're all happy and they're all like you know what we've done our job and it's time to retire they bring tina back you know everyone has a little wedding this oh, could have yeah, been tina. this oh, could have been a really... yeah we cannot forget tina guys actually john we can forget tina the film does forget tina she's it not in it at all like, she's in it for two scenes God. that ending could have genuinely been a really really like you know sweet way to end the third film but it's not because none of it is earned none of it is no nothing yeah the characters feel like they barely know each other we are told about relationships instead of seeing them it all feels so false the way that you said I, that I, was like it feels so false like you just told that it does feel false john it's ridiculous <laughs> and i have to say it like does. I hope this means that the fourth film will be a soft reboot like in the sense of the character story is over like Dumbledore at the end. And I have to say, I, the final shot gave me life. 
I loved it so much. They played one of the compositions from the first film. Oh, yeah. They yeah, had yeah. Dumbledore walking away on his own. And it was beautiful. There's a moment where, where Grindelwald at the end, after Dumbledore's defeated him, he says to Dumbledore, who's going to love you now? And it was so soul crushing. Because you see on Albus's face, like, yeah, who is going to love me now? Like, genuinely, Grindelwald might have been the worst guy, but he is kind of all I've got. And that is shown because he doesn't, he's not part of the wedding. He walks away in his own at the end. And it was really good. And I think that in the next two films, if it's just like, if we get rid of Newt and Theseus and Jacob and Queenie and Tina and Lally and Bunty and all these fucking characters. Bunty. Yeah, right. Like, there's so many to go through. We could genuinely like save this franchise. We're with we can still do it. If the next two are good, then that's three out of five films that are good. But if the next one's bad, then that's three out of five films that are bad. And there's no point. There's just no point. <laughs> like they need to save this because they're still gonna make it. Like this film would have to do really, really badly for them for them to not make it. And I um, don't think it will. How well is it doing at the box office at the moment? I literally have no idea. It hasn't come out in America yet, so I don't know if there'll be any information on it. Oh, my God. Oh, the weird bit was, you know, they keep using the chilling, like, to, you know, keep coming back from the dead. That was a weird bit for, like, the motivation, like, to say that Grindelwald has a good soul. But the weird bit was when Grindelwald kills the chilling, and then in the blood, you can see the future. I don't know. It's not probably explained about, like, Grindelwald seeing the future. Grindelwald sees Dumbledore in the blood, and he sees Dumbledore again, like, in a mirror. I don't know if that's supposed to mean that he's seeing the future or that he's just seeing Dumbledore everywhere he goes. There's a lot of, like, reflection weirdness. Like, like Aberforth is getting messages from Credence in a mirror, and they're sending each other messages, and it's weird. And the whole, like, Credence as, as a character is just baffling. So we, we meet, like, he's, he's dying, apparently. Great. Just like Queenie, immediately, as soon as we meet him, he's like, oh, yeah, I actually don't like Grenovald anymore. And he attacks Dumbledore once, and then he's, like, fine. He's like, oh, right, okay, well, I'm, I'm a good guy now. We don't even see him meet his father. Like it just like, at the end, it just cuts to, to Credence on the ground. And hey, Aberforth you want to go him. You want to get him? Exactly. They just leave. Credence doesn't die. And, and hey, they'll probably kill him off screen. After what's happened with Ezra Miller, they'll probably kill Credence off screen. But still, like, we don't get the moment where, where Aberforth is like, I'm your father. It just, they just skip it. Like, why, why even set that up at all? It, just for the sake of a reveal. A terrible reveal, might I add. There was no emotional connection. There was no emotional connection throughout the film. That was the most annoying bit. I just felt emotionless like nothing towards like anything that was happening this is the weirdest film i've watched but it's so baffling oh he was the guy who exonerated grindelwald's crimes i don't know his name his name's yeah. like bob or something bob okay so bob he looks almost like mad mickelson and i thought no, it was grindelwald all the time like grindelwald was disguised interesting as bob. no i thought apparently it was that. Not. i thought it was that i was like <laughs> oh that's interesting but no it it, 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 it was a bit jarring there's so many pointless scenes the film's pointless yeah, it, it really is the whole like berlin sequence is just another excuse to go to like another country and stuff and and while i do think that berlin i like how it looks i think that it looks a lot more distinct than paris did paris just looked like another city but i think they made berlin look look, look quite cool um, even though it is kind of like dystopian and I guess like it, it does kind of seem very bleak. And I guess that's the point. 
one of the things I really, really loved was when Grindelwald came to Berlin and everyone is like crowding around his car and he and he comes out and everyone is swarming him and you see how much they love him you see these people would happily vote him into power he's he, you know he is he's got all of this power and all this sway and all this following and i loved it when they exonerated him and people began to like fire his symbol into the sky and you know and, and jacob and, and the only thing that i liked about jacob in this film is you know yelling like this is this is wrong he killed people and it was terrifying. I genuinely think those scenes had like, you know, you saw that the Grindelwald had sway in, in the government and the corruption. It felt like they were like, yes, Grindelwald is just wizard Hitler. We all know this, but that is a really cool, interesting thing to explore, but they don't go any further with it. As I say, at the end, they just kind of like, he's just bad again. And they elect the true leader. It's like, wh what is even the point of setting this up and doing this just a little bit? If you're then just gonna ignore it, I, oh, it just it's it's annoying. That whole sequence, oh my god, with Jacob using the wand to oh. try to attack Grindelwald, the guy just went assassin. And <laughs> what? Okay. That wasn't even that. Was, he wasn't even like using his wand. That was Lally making the wand do spells. And why are we giving Jacob a wand at all? It's such a stupid thing. I don't even understand it. There was this whole fight sequence, and then Jacob was about to talk to Queenie, but he didn't have the guts to do it. He was just like, oh, Queenie. Didn't, oh, Queenie. He didn't, he didn't oh, have the Queenie. stones. He was using the wand to make some, that wait, rain or something, and then he looks at Queenie, and then Queenie's like, nah, just walks away. <laughs> just walks away. Yeah, and, like, and they, they don't do anything with that tension. Like, that sets up some very interesting tension where, you know, Queenie doesn't want to speak to him and he still holds out hope. But she is, like, you know, she's completely gone over to the dark side, as it were. And then the next time they see each other, it's fine. She's just like, hey, I'm good now, but, you you know, you can't tell anyone or whatever. It, oh, it's, it, is, it is just lazy, isn't it? It really is. And, and they have this whole thing where Karma, who is probably the most boring character on the face of the earth, he joins Grindelwald why because why not he joins Grindelwald in this weird double agent thing where he barely does anything like why is he infiltrating Grindelwald's organization at all I don't even know but he joins it and there's this whole moment where like he he faces off with Theseus and Lally and it's like oh my god is he gonna be on their side or the villain side and he like defeats the villains it's like obviously he's gonna be on their side and they, they play it as this triumphant moment but it isn't earned at all he's just no, it, like he's such a bad character i thought karma was gonna be something really interesting in this film and everyone forgot the snake woman i forgot her name nagini she was at the end of the second one yep and nothing in the third one there are so I, many characters this film just just I, forgets about i you know and then bunty and Bunty, of course, Bunty with the, the most important character. I, Niffler, the Niffler. I just don't know what to do with this Niffler. It's just the most annoying character. The animal, beast, whatever. I just could not take it seriously. Like every time I saw the Niffler on screen, I just wanted to walk out and just like, no more Niffler. Please, please, please. I just. <laughs> I want to, oh I, I have to, I have to say though, in terms of Bunty, the actor who plays Bunty is called Victoria Yeats. So I mean, like. Wait, what's the name? That, least, Victoria Yeats. Yeats. Yes. Like it, as in like, Yeats. <laughs> Like it's not spelled that way, but yes, for oh all intents and purposes, hell yeah, hell yeah. 
but the actress who played Bunty did pretty good as Bunty, but the character was just, I don't know what. She spends the whole time making copies of cases. So the whole third act can revolve around, oh, who has the case? Oh my God, is it Newt? No, it's obviously not Newt. Like, come on. It really was the most stupid thing where it's like, again, it's all based off the chilling and like- (laughs) The chilling. And the, the... (laughs) come on, keep it together. We can do this. I can't keep it together with this they stupid have, they have, name. They have five identical cases, John. They have to hide them. And there's no tension because it's because it's obvious that the, the, the bunch I just don't know that... why they need like five different cases. It just baffles me. Like you could have done like In... a really cool way, like using the bees to like go through the chilling. I hate the chilling <laughs> concept. I really hate the chilling concept so much. I just I don't know. Newt's case gets disintegrated. No, and... no, but oh, the Niffler no. they killed um, the Niffler, not the Niffler, and then that balloon beast thing. No, and Frank, we've got oh, I forgot about Frank. The no, Frank's in Arizona, John. They let him out at the end of the first film, remember. Did he? Oh, oh, in Arizona. <laughs> oh, thank you for reminding me. Oh, no, the. <laughs> and then Bunty. What? You mean the character who we haven't seen in ages? She's the one. Wh- what? Like the only per- like they show all four cases apart from Bunty's. It was so painfully obvious that she was gonna like. Oh, I just they are just cramming in characters and doing stuff with characters for no reason. And I don't understand it. Let's talk um, about all the characters they just forgot about. Please do. Where's yes. Nagini? I don't yeah, even know. Exactly. I was about to say she was kind of bit to the key to that, you know, like the credence and nothing. She was such a yeah, weird character. It, 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 it's such a weird thing that they just kind of dropped her like that. Nicholas Flamel Nick- didn't do anything with him. Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. And that whole concept of Nicholas, like, who was he talking to in that book? Lally, that was Lally. Oh, yeah, that was Lally. They don't even address it. Lally is another character who is terrible. They, they tell us that she's this great charmer and that, you know, she knows Tina and she knows like all this stuff. And she doesn't do that much. Like she does some interesting spells, but it's it's not oh. interesting. Oh, my God. I even hate this film even more. I don't know if it's that possible. Oh, John, there's more characters they forgot about. Every single member of the British Ministry of Magic from the first film forgotten about the weird bounty hunter guy they forgot about him the guy in Grindelwald's forces who can change his appearance oh yeah the whole opening of crimes of Grindelwald was about Grindelwald getting the guy who can change his face he's not even in this one what happened to him Lita is mentioned twice you don't get to see Theseus's anger his guilt and his regret and his pain like where is any of that I wanted to see that like how much pain he was through no he was just like, hey, new. I don't know what happened. Uh, he gets, he, he, he's captured. He's got to swivel. You got to swivel, John. You got to swivel. Oh my God. You got to swivel, I, and the crabs will oh swivel with God. you. It's beautiful. It's a great moment. Um, they just did. And this, they want to do the, the mating dance again. And there's so many scenes that's just, uh, the whole film's unnecessary. But the one that, that just made me sad was how much Jude Law was carrying this film. Oh, he, yeah, he really was. He was just playing it so well as Dumbledore. But there was so many weird lines in this film. But there's one, that the, well, the other one with Jacob, like, saying, I am the pan. And then Lally, she just, like, says, Dumbledore has a brother? Yeah. It's this weird, like, meth- like there's a lot of, like, weird jokes that are just, like, 
okay, I, I guess. But like Jude Law, you're right. He's really doing his best and his best is like so good. I like how he honors both versions of Dumbledore in his accent. He has a little bit of Irish for Michael Gambon. He has like that kind of twinkle in Richard Harris's eyes. It, it's it's great. But I do have to say and like- the personality as well. Yes, absolutely. But I do have to say there is this scene where he explains to Newt what happened with his sister. He tells Newt about Ariana and she developed an Obscurus and he might've been the one who killed her. It's a really haunting moment and it's really beautiful, but they shoot it in wide shots and mid shots. Like where's the close-ups, dude? You want to show us the emotion of Dumbledore? Why aren't you, like, why are you shooting it like this? He spends half the time with his back to Newt. Like, what is this filmmaking, dude? Like, come on. Like, you want to show Dumbledore's pain? Show us his pain. Like, please, Jesus. Everything was atrocious. Like, the cinematography, oh my God, I just could not focus on what's happening half the time. I, I was in the super screen, for God's sake. I was just like, really? Watching. Yeah. And like, I was just watching. And then the cinematography was just like, nope, we're not doing that today. We're just going to focus on Albus Dumbledore's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's a the it's back. a beautiful back. Let I mean let's we'll give him credit where it's due. It's a wonderful back, but come on, um, it really was lazy. There, and there are some like really genuinely good like emotions. I mentioned the beginning and the end, and I really liked the the scene with where Credence attacks Dumbledore. But oh, it yeah. kind of it kind of does just begin and end though. Like they kind of have this fight in the the Illuminator universe, and he's like, "Hey, Credence, you're a Dumbledore, but you're not my brother." And then it ends. It's like, okay, cool. Why? Why is Credence believing everyone? You know, like you could walk up to Credence and be like, Credence, you're a dog. And he'd be like, what? Really? Like he believes everyone. Like, why? Come on. Come and on. Credence, and then Credence like stands up against Grindelwald. Yeah. And then I just thought, like, oh, he's he's finally standing up. I mean, I mean, he's kind he's kind of dying, but he's standing up against. Yeah, why is everyone believing him? He's like, hey, he's wrong. And all the people are like, oh my God. It's like, wh- why are you believing him? He's dying. He's literally looks like dead Snape. Like, come on, guys. It, Yeah, oh it, it, it's just a plethora of missed opportunities. And there's this horrible moment where the chillin bows to Dumbledore. Excuse me? Dumbledore is not I, pure of I, heart. I, I'm like, so confused. The whole point of Deathly Hallows, the book... The whole point of of how that depicts Dumbledore is realizing that Dumbledore isn't this great man, that really he was quite horrible in the way that he used people for his own gain and even for the gain of other people. He even admits it in his film that he's not perfect. And it's really basic just to have the chilling bow to him. It was, yeah, it was really disappointing. It just feels so much pain now. And just like, okay, uh, as you said about the color palette of the film was just dark. I just, nothing. It, it was just dark and nothing to offer. You know what's the sad bit? This film has one moment that actually cares about Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, it does have one moment where he where he says 10 points to Hufflepuff. Well done. Well done, Dumbledore. As a Hufflepuff <laughs> myself, I did not feel seen. How many times does Hufflepuff get mentioned in, in the entire series? Probably less than 20. It's not like, yeah, it, it's pretty... Good. In the films, at least, it's pretty weak, but... 
my god all the all the hogwarts stuff was so pandering it was like hey remember this remember this remember this? like yes i do remember this and i can watch or read the harry potter films and books whenever i want i want to watch fantastic beasts i want you to tell me this new story you've, you've presented me with so many interesting ideas and they're not executed well and i just wondered to myself can the next two films fix it if they're made no. <laughs> i hope i genuinely hope so like like we're gonna we're gonna have to watch them either way so and i do hope that they they are good. What are you gonna What are you gonna give this film out of ten? Zero, one. Whoa! I don't know. No, one. I'm gonna give it a one. I'm I'm sorry. I just felt it's like watching a dead horse getting beaten. I don't know what's the phrase. <laughs> that, yes. That. No. Um. Wait. So. So. Is this your least favorite then of the three? Yes. I think. Tom, I think please. I'm gonna go. I I think I'm gonna go with three out of ten. Which. Okay. Okay. That's. It's not, I don't think it's as bad as Crimes of Grindelwald, only because there are genuinely good scenes with with Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And I love the wizard Nazi metaphor that they're kind of going for, the comparisons. I think those are really interesting. And when Grindelwald kind of like is exonerated, I think that's a really nice sequence. But I mean, I hope the next one's good because I can't do two more like this. Like, please, God, does this fix the franchise? Not at all. This is a step in the wrong... I mean, it's a step slightly in the right direction. Only slightly, though. The fact that they could totally leave Newt Scamander alone, finally, is good for me. Because I'm tired of Newt Scamander. Please, let him lie. Please. And they need to let somebody else direct it. Because the direction is so boring. And if this film was well shot, this could have been at least a 5 out of 10. And that is a lot more positive than the CGI tosh that we saw in this film. The reason why I'm giving it one out of 10, all the performances that were so good by Jude Law and the music as well. So yeah, but everything, it was just story, character, cinematography, narrative. Oh, the narrative is so boring. Like <laughs> the chilling, if I just hear the chilling one more time. May I'm we never to- have to see a chilling ever again or hear about a chilling. Let's just leave chillins alone but uh i have i have good news we don't have to talk about these films for at least two more years and that's 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 a good that's a good thing let's that's let's just forget about everything yeah um, because next week sonic the hedgehog a fun film that's actually exciting i'm actually excited for as well sonic 2 yeah, yeah. so um, we're gonna be doing Sonic the Hedgehog next week, Sonic 2 ne- the week after that, and then we're going to roll into Doctor Strange and we're going to leave Fantasy Beasts way, way behind us until the next one. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you, I hope somebody out there enjoyed this film because I didn't. <laughs> um, I didn't as well. I saw it with my sister and then after she was like, oh, that, that was all right. Meanwhile, I was just like sulking. I was just like, <laughs> I did not want to look anywhere from that did film. Did you get a poster, just... John? Did you get a poster? Did you get no, an exclusive no, poster? No, I walked over and I said, they got rid of the Sonic... They got rid of Sonic 2! And I was just like, no! <laughs> they got rid of the Sonic ones in favour of a thousand of these Secrets of Dumbledore ones. If you did enjoy listening to us ramble about this film, please give it a like. If you want to see more, because we talked about the other two Fantastic Beasts films, you know, we talked about Morbius, we talked about Turning Red, we talked about many Morbius. new films recently. Oh my god. Oh hey, Fantastic Beast was better than Morbius. I'll say that much. Okay, okay. I um, I agree. I agree. I actually did have some kind of fun watching 
the first one of Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> but um, but like if you you see yeah, if you want to see more, consider supporting us and subscribing. Uh, and if you want to ask us anything about Secrets of Dumbledore or just films in general or just tell us your thoughts and things, you can email us at gmail.com oh and we'll God. reply on the podcast. What? What? I'm just like thinking about what questions are going to ask us. Like, what aspect of the film did you like? I'm just, just like Dumbledore <laughs> and that's it. John, no one sends us emails. I don't think you have to worry about that. But you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at Alstine Film Pod. And yeah, next week's, next week's Sonic. So, yeah. All right. Wait, wait, um, we're just let's, we're just let's hibernate for a week. I need to. It's it's my birthday on Wednesday. I'm. I'll be happy sometimes. <laughs> I want to die. I, I want to die. Pain. Thank you for listening. We we've been through a lot of pain over the last few months, but we 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 thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the Batman. So if you want to listen to us like being very positive, go listen to that. We're not yeah negative all the time, but. Yeah, do subscribe, uh, be safe, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Bye.